This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with uh, Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle, for those who are just tuning in, is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Uh, Noelle, we are going to talk today about um, a, a spouse who's, who uh, spends a lot of time away from home, uh, a traveling spouse. And right, we're not talking about a spouse going to the local club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you jumped in and clarified that. Yes. Uh, so the question we're going to raise is: Does that spell marital disaster? Um, and so, for those of us lucky enough to still have jobs, uh, and some of those jobs require people to travel, um, and it's a regular part of the job, and it's you know, one of the duties that you have to do. Uh, but it seems uh, even as a lot of people are working from home these days, just as many are still going to the airport uh, at least a few times a month. Absolutely. And frankly, Steve, I meet them all the time, usually in the Southwest line. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, it's me in the suit. <laughs> yeah. The, the... And, Go ahead. Yeah. You know, th- that can be tough on a marriage. It's, it's, I'm talking specifically about when you're the one left at home, because mm-hmm. the one left at home is the one with the chores and the kids and all the rest on top of your own job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the ones where the, the life goes on and they have to take care of everything else. Where and and I can I can kind of, you know I don't do a ton of traveling, uh, but I am a, in a previous life I did a lot of um, technology reporting. Mm-hmm. And um, I would go to all these uh, major trade shows uh, all over the place, and I just remember calling back and talking to my wife, and you know the day was a blur for me because it was like up at the crack of dawn, working all the way until my head hit the pillow, and for her it was you know stuck at home, waiting for me to get. She wasn't waiting for me to get home, but you know she was stuck at home, uh, doing the regular routine. And, you know, for her, life had to continue, whereas me, I was just busy and it was a whirlwind and, you know, I couldn't, you know, get my footing. So, uh, so anyways, let's, let's uh, dig into this. So how, how do you do it? How do you deal with being the one who gets left behind when your spouse is on the road? Well, I think the first thing, Steve, is don't whine. I mean, it may sound strange, but it is human nature to whine, to complain, as in, Oh, do you have to go now? Why now? I mean, there's our kids' recital next week, and my mom expected us for dinner, and how am I going to manage my job and get the dog to the vet? And on and on and on. 
And, you know, it's, it's natural. It's, it's, it's understandable that you, you, the one who's going to be at home, is coming up with all this stuff. But your spouse has concerns about the trip also. Mm-hmm. So it's not very supportive. And frankly, it's not very good for your relationship for you to sort of lay your complaints about your mate's upcoming absence on top of whatever their concerns may be, because they've got a host of concerns. Is my presentation going to be ready? Did I pack the right suit? Uh, Did I, you know, get the right heels? Whatever. They're going to have all sorts of concerns about, oh, my gosh, who's going to handle my inbox while I'm gone, yada, yada. And meanwhile, if your complaint, your whining, does not get your child to the recital, Mm -hmm. it does not pacify your mom, and it does not get the dog to the vet. So the first thing I would say is don't whine. Okay. So if no whining is number one, uh, what's number two? Number two is kind of nicer than the not whining <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> interdiction, which is stay connected with your spouse while he or she is on the road. And these days, honestly, Steve, that has become ridiculously easy. Sure. I mean, you can Skype, you can webcam, you can tweet, you can send emails, you can text, you can even pick up a phone. <laughs> a phone? I mean, it is ab- Really, one of those old-fashioned things, you know, that has a cord on it. <laughs> it's endless. So what's important these days isn't, oh, my gosh, how am I going to communicate? Even our vets in, in Afghanistan communicate with their spouses, you know, via webcam and Skype and everything. It's more, what are you going to communicate? So the temptation is to communicate our problems. Okay. So instead of going, you know, ah, what you want to do is, Email a picture of something cute or funny or inspiring that you saw, maybe a, a, a clip of your child or your pet or a flower or whatever. You want to share the normal things, the experiences of your life. Okay. And the, the tendency, Steve, the temptation, is just to share the problem. Sure. Like, oh, I'm so glad I have you on the phone because this bad thing happened and you weren't here for this other nasty thing, you know, and you go on and on and on about all these awful things. Or flip side, you talk about how much you miss your sweet spouse, Mm -hmm. which is fine once or twice, but not as the sole topic of conversation, not as in, you know, a litany of, oh, if only you were here, and I can't sleep at night because you're not here, and I don't know how to discipline the kids because you're not here, and I miss you because nobody holds my hand when you're not here. I mean, in a sense, that's, that's very sort of sweet and endearing, but your spouse on the other end is, as you said, Steve, Barely able to keep their eyes open because these out-of-town trips are not usually let's sit in the restaurant for four hours and just schmooze. Yeah. They're usually hard work, especially these days with the economy being what it is. Your boss is going to wring every single last little bit of energy out of you. Absolutely. So the spouse that's on the trip is, is not really in a good place to receive this litany of complaints. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do to get more positive about it here? You want to keep your communication, your connection, similar to what you would say or share when you're both at home. Okay. So, you know, of course, there's something about the kids, and there's something about your work, and there's, you know, something about this friend or relative or whatever. But very importantly, there's also questions and comments about your spouse's activity. So w- w- because you're away and, you know, outside of webcams or whatnot where you can actually see um, that extra communication that is done through body language and facial expressions and things, do you feel like you have to be extra careful in the things that you say when you're away from home? Do you, do you uh, for example, maybe mentally create a, a, a little rule in your head that says before I bring up 
any type of negative issue that has happened to me today, um, I want to share one or two positive things that I think they would enjoy? You can certainly do that. One of the ways that I find most most helpful to people is before you sit down and pick up that phone or, or email or whatever, make yourself a little checklist of bullet points that you want to convey. Oh, cool. And just make sure that in that there's an I love you and how was your day, honey? And, you know, I hope that meeting went well. Mm-hmm. Interspersed among the cat threw up on the bed. <laughs> and, you know, our daughter tried to run away as far as the front gate for the third time this week. Uh-huh. You know, whatever it is that, that you're also going to communicate just normally is make sure that you throw in the positive. And a little checklist or bullet list, and it takes like one minute to do, will set you up quite nicely so that you don't just sort of ramble about the weirdness of your day or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you mentioned the other communication stuff, the, the cell phone, the webcams, the chat, chat the text, um, you know, there's old school, even more old school than the, the telephone with the cord on it, which is like sending a postcard or something. Uh, obviously, that's not something that would arrive uh, while you're on a probably a short trip. But that could be a nice little thing, right? Uh, sure. Honestly, what I have found, though, Steve, is people these days are so darn busy, whether they're on the trip or they're at home, that um, it takes a bit of extra effort to get that postcard find a post box, get a stamp, blah, 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 blah. It's a lovely idea, but a, a one that is almost as effective, really, and, and is easier to do given our schedules is the email postcard or card. Gotcha. And it says a world of things. My goodness. Oh, and the other really fun thing, I do this. <laughs> I love to take pictures of my phone. Uh, but <laughs> I don't take pictures of celebrities walking down the street. I take pictures of, oh, look at this tree. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm famous for because I do travel a lot to work, is this is the view outside my hotel window. Mm-hmm. Because I like to share my life whether I'm traveling or at home. Sure. And so I said, I'm sure my, oh, my, my boyfriend and other friends are probably tired of seeing views out of my bedroom window at hotel, but that's one of the ways I do it. Or sometimes I'll even take a picture of the hotel room <laughs> and send it with the email. Yeah. It, it's just another way of connecting visually. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here I am, the, the guy that did all the tech report, and I'm going old school with postcards, and, and you're, you're keeping it real for us in our younger <laughs> audience. <laughs> well, postcards are really nice, but i got to tell you, having occasionally hunted for one, <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily the most expedient, but it is very sweet, <laughs> very sweet. Uh, so, you know. uh, so I imagine there are probably uh, a few things to consider when uh, your spouse comes home from work then, right? Indeed. And, of course, the first is going to go back right back to where we started, no whining. Yeah. <laughs> it is so tempting. I mean, I, I'm sorry. We've all done this. Your mate walks through the door, and the first thing you do is you unload. Yeah, and you and it's sometimes you almost you're, – you're thinking about all the things that you want to unload on them. Like I can't wait to tell them That's all right. this crazy stuff that happened when they were gone. That's right. And you know what? You're wanting to enroll your spouse's help or their support or their encouragement or even just their ear (laughs) while you're unloading everything. But your poor spouse hasn't reacclimated yet. And it'll it'll take maybe an hour or two, sometimes more if the trip was like a week or more, for your spouse to kind of ease into home life, couple life, and all that goes with. And so there's a balance here. 
of course you're going to unload your stuff, meaning of course you're going you're to talk about and share what went on in the time that they were gone. But you do not have to do it in the first hour they walk in the door. Sure. Matter of fact, you might consider parceling it out over a day or two. Mm-hmm. And respect their very natural need for some reentry time. Now, most of our spouses are good people, and they're going to want to accommodate your unloading, but they won't be able to do it with their sort of natural good humor or natural supportiveness. Because, frankly, if you try traveling these days, it burns you out. Yeah. It just does. You know, you have to buy your own food and lug it on the plane, and, and there's all that security stuff that takes forever, and you get to the airport way before you feel humanly decent to get to an airport. <laughs> yes. You know, and then you're on the tarmac because somebody forgot to do something. It's just traveling is, is not the sort of breezy, easy thing that one would like it to be, sure. or it rarely is. So what you want to do is give them a little time to kind of de-stress and, and, and get there, and let your mate be, be him or herself for a little while. Just kind of, you know, I don't know, whatever they do, take a bath, have a lemonade, sit in the backyard, whatever they do before you get into everything. And then also, it's called don't resent it if the first thing they do is kiss the kids and not you. Okay. It does not mean they don't love you. Okay. Kids are needier. <laughs> okay. And, and when we were talking earlier about how easy it is to communicate and stay in communication, um, I mean, we talked about no whining, but that doesn't mean that we can't bring up certain issues while they're away, right? I mean, of course not. There's a big difference between bringing up an issue and whining. Okay. Bringing up an issue sounds something like, you know, honey, there's something I'd like to discuss with you. Uh, do you have a few moments for that? Are you open to that? Whining is, I cannot believe that so and so did such a thing. Yeah, and we do know the difference. Okay. Oh yeah, no, it's it's still a marriage. It's still a relationship. You still got to talk about stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just thinking about there's you know, life and the deadlines of daily life are not going to stop when somebody goes away. So it's like, you know, we have to, you know, renew our phone contracts or whatever. And so, you know, those are things that are okay to discuss while they're away. Yeah. Which is a lot of why I started this out saying it's not so much, it's, it's the what are you communicating? Are you communicating that we need to come to a decision about this because there's a deadline? Are you communicating how irritated you are that they're not right there standing next to you to do it? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and so, um, okay, so uh, treat them, or when they walk through the door, uh, you know, let, get, let them decompress a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take offense to uh to your spouse if they come home and the first thing they do is uh slobber all over the kids with some kisses and whatnot before they do you uh what what else well i think the last thing would be is whether it's before your spouse takes off or while they're gone or when they come back is express your appreciation to your mate for their willingness to go off into the wild blue yonder whether that's santa rosa or hong kong in service of their job you want to be supportive of the travel, not resentful of it, because in the end, your mate's travel serves you and your family, too. And the more you support and you appreciate your mate's effort, the more he or she will want to come home to you and all the joy and comfort that you offer. Mm-hmm. That is really a great way to continue to grow your love, no matter where you may be physically at any given point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when, when you are the spouse away it would be great if you are really looking forward to coming home as opposed to, 
can you extend this trip? I think I might have to hit uh, this other city before I come home, trying, trying to avoid it. Like that's the situation you don't want to start happening. So I think, you know, as, as we have said so many times before, Steve, appreciation is a cornerstone of any good relationship. And although the travel can be a hardship on the spouse at home, it also is a huge benefit to the family at large because, as you said, you know, those of us who have a job are fortunate enough to have a job. If there's travel in there. It's still that job that's putting bread on the table. Mm-hmm. It, uh, when one of those last points you brought up uh, about treating when your spouse walks through the door, um, our last podcast episode, um, it was on treating your spouse like a pet, just a really fun article. And, <laughs> uh, and one of the things that was brought up in that uh, article and podcast that we did on it was talking about how when somebody walks through the door, through the door, how if you have like a family dog, how that dog, no matter how their day has been, will run up there there and greet them with some enthusiasm. Absolutely. And, and that just reminds me of what you're saying right now, which is, you know, the dog's not going to go up and mope and be like, "What the heck." You know, <laughs> where have you been all this time? They're going to be so excited to see them. And, and who doesn't want to come home to something like that? Exactly. And quite frankly, there's a lot we can learn from our pets. And that's a big, beautiful lesson. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, Noel, uh, that will uh, wrap it up for us this week. We're not going any, anywhere, just keeping on our regular schedule. Uh, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, Steve. Uh, I want to remind everyone, you are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a psychologist. Um, I misspoke on our last time Noelle and I got together, so I just want to make sure that I make that correction publicly. Um, She is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, You can get more from her websites, drnoellenelson.com, also yourmanniswonderful.com. Noelle is on Facebook. Uh, Noelle is also on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Uh, If you uh, can't remember any of this information, uh, you can always go to hitchedmag.com and find all of that information and much more. Um, And uh, I think that's about it for this week. So uh, one last time, thank you so much, Noelle. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.